Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You charge me with resisting arrest. Get that confidence in jail. I object. Hello, fellow patriots, and welcome to another episode of Allegedly Bravo. I'm Lauren. I'm Cash. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Hi. How are oh, you? Great. It's the weekend, baby. It's the weekend. I got baby. my glass of Savignon Blanc. Oh, Savignon mm-hmm. Blanc. Wow. That cup is something else. Yeah, I don't think it's a wine glass, but it just makes me feel special. No, that's a coupe. That's a coupe glass. That's gorgeous. Wow. I just opened this bottle and it's the, it's really fine wine. It's the cupcake yeah. salve. Oh, wow. It's a bold thing to admit very, here on the Very internet. tart. I've never had it before. Yeah. Very tart. Do you like it, it, it or just what? Like, you know, t- like got you in the twisted jaw? my cheeks. <laughs> you know what? That is actually the perfect way to describe Woo! it. Twisting your cheeks. Woo, woo, woo. Well, I have my glass of rosé. Chars. Um, it's chars, chars. chars. Bing. It's not whispering angel this time. Um, because I've like really tried to encourage myself to step outside of my comfort zone. Yeah. So I went to Total Wine and I went by myself. I left the man at home and I said, "Let me navigate this joint on mm-hmm. my own." Wow. I picked out beer. I picked out wine. And my rule was nothing. I couldn't buy anything I've ever seen or had. That's a, that's a fun spritz trip or spirits trip. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I, or like had tried before, you know, so, but I did cheat because I did need, I know I said no angels for myself, but I got the palm angel. Oh, it's different. It's different, yeah, it's different, right? And you know, it's like when you, it's like when you're in college and you're used to drinking just like cheap vodka. And then when you become an adult, you're like, wow, there's like Belvedere and other types of right. like, I can afford this now. Like, you're in that phase. And I mean, Whispering Angels, don't get me wrong, is very expensive for a bottle. It's like $26 a bottle, but like we lived on that in law school. In a very unfortunate <laughs> way. Like I 
I can't even uh, that huge bottle that we got is still filled with um, feathers right by my front door. It's like what greets people. Um, I love. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, like we said, you drink a bottle of that. You guys, the angels are whispering. We are adamant that there is methamphetamine in it or something. Yeah. Because it, it's like what I would assume, like people that have adverse reactions to tequila. That's what I'm like on angels. It's like, I'm like, let's go, let's get tattoos. Let's fly across the country. Literally let's get (laughs) tattoos. Remember that? Yeah. I do have, I do have a tattoo that we, that I love. So do I I. love, we shall not speak of because there are people who are, no, we won't speak of it, but but I love it. It's a dollar sign. I love it. It's a dollar sign. Yes. We won't speak of it, but it's a dollar sign. Um, and mine that I got okay. while wasted okay. cash was a piece it's a of dollar cheese. sign and it may be on my butt. <laughs> it might be. She might have embraced her inner Tom Tom. And she was like, you know, a woman can be part of Tom Tom as exactly. well. And cash is now the number one number guy. One guy. And that's just and you have that. a piece of cheese. I have the cutest piece of such cheese. a fun memory we got. Not blackout where it's when you wake up and you're like, wow, I don't remember this because I fully remember Lane down on the tattoo table, but it was just something but I remember have done without like, the angels pushing me, like guiding me, you know, just like, yeah, exactly. Walk up the they stairs were like, to- they really are gardening angels. It's like, <laughs> you know, Oh my God. How dare you mispronounce something? Um, wait, <laughs> what did I <laughs> God, say? I don't know. It sounded, I thought you mispronounced it. Anyways, um, oh. <laughs> you said Tom Tom, and I know this is kind of off topic because we are going to do, oh. we're going to get into kind of a housewife's debriefing in a minute, but I have to get your opinion on the Tom Tom or sorry, the Tom Katie drama of it all because. Okay. So for those of you who don't know word on the street is they broke up, they broke up. Now I am of the camp that says, no, they did not, but I wish they did. And I am of the position that they did break up because I believe Katie has found her groove. Katie is like, she's totally in a groove. However, I will say she's like outwardly in a groove, but also like there is no sandwich shop. We know that for certain. Well, I mean, their primary investor fell out. (laughs) Just literally cheated on their best friend, like asshole brand. By the way, criminality just did such a good episode. Um. Oh my God. It's on Fofty. It's like the oh, I saw that. I saw that. drama. Oh my God. I was dying. It's so good. So they're so funny. Everybody go check out criminality. Their episode was so good. Okay. But let's dive into yes. our own podcast. Okay. So first of all, alert, alert. We're running a fundraiser, um, in our bio over on Instagram, Instagram slash allegedly Bravo. Um, we're raising money for a charity called direct relief. And the whole purpose is to get, um, medical equipment directly on the ground into people's hands in Mm -hmm. Ukraine, um, because they're really in desperate need of tourniquets and stuff. Um, so Our goal is we want to raise $300 so far we've raised $70. Um, so we really need you to go over to our Instagram, go to the link in our bio and donate to direct relief. Also, if you don't want to go through Instagram, 
in our link tree, I've linked the direct link to their website. And I know sometimes you're like, ah, oh, it's inconvenient. Like, oh, I got to click on this. Like, oh, I don't know. If you're going to go up to Starbucks and spend $5 on a coffee, you can forego that coffee and make a donation. You know, you can forego getting your right. nails done. One dollar, yeah, five dollars. Exactly. It's it's important. It's crazy what's going on over there. There's, and I saw a video of the the hospital being bombed, and it's just it's oh my yeah, god, it's, it's really sad. So, <sighs> so we just want to do everything that we can to make sure that while all this tragedy is going on, like we got to get medical help into the people's yes. hands. So go, please go donate. Yes. A shout out those- to our VIP Patreon. Oh, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. What? Oh no, my internet. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, okay. Shout out to our VIP patrons, CK classic sky tops and Mr. Or Mrs. Smith. Okay. Cash. Why are we, Oh, do you have anything to add? No, by the way, I just wanted to get into okay. the topic. We are doing, a, we're yeah. doing kind of like a mixture of our normal episode with mixed with our debriefing where we're going to just talk about some hot topics, very Salt Lake city related. We are going yeah. to dive into that allegation that was dropped in last week's episode of Salt Lake city, where Lisa said, you Heather have a DUI, mm-hmm. which I think we were all pretty shocked to hear. Cause I never, the tabloids weren't speaking of this. No. And here's what I have to say, like who what is going on in Salt Lake city where it's like, I cannot believe that these women have gone two seasons and, and just now is when like all the stuff is like, quote unquote, being leaked. It's like, all of these are public. Like, yeah, I think it's, you know, everyone went into battle. They had some weapons that they were showing and then they had others in their arsenal that they weren't showing. And I think this is one of Lisa's. And I think Lisa was just at a breaking point during that reunion where she felt so attacked and she had nothing left to say. And so she just like threw that. I mean, she was having a meltdown. She was having a full blown meltdown in that, that part of the reunion. And I think that because she was panicking. Well, for think, real. go back to that scene where they're in Aspen and they're sitting outside and they're talking about Mary Cosby and what's going on with the church. And then Meredith, somebody is saying, Lisa, will just tell us. And she's kind of getting flustered. And then she just like blurts it out. Yeah. Like, there's no restraint. She makes me laugh. Like, there's no restraint. And she, I feel, but we've also, you said it on our Patreon. Like you think that she's kind of a dumb down watered down version of Bethany Frankel. At least that's what she's trying to do. <laughs> I mean, for yeah, a, for I mean, a lack of a better I, word. <laughs> yeah. For lack of a better word, like very much like using all synonyms. Okay. No one come for me. Um, I said that she was like a, a watered down, um, Miami version oh, of and that's offensive to the <laughs> Miami ladies <laughs> well I just thought like her dress was so Miami like but I liked it I mean yeah yeah I yeah. just I mean you All know right, you well. know my feelings on Salt Lake City I just feel like it's a total freaking dud but at least the things we're going to talk about today are kind of salacious and fun and they're bringing yeah. life back into Salt Lake City for me so 
Well, that's good. Let's get okay. So let me let me tell you about Miss Heather Gay. All right. So Heather Gay is known as everyone's former favorite Real Housewife of Salt Lake City. I mean, I would say that's controversial, but I think it's a common. I think it's widely. I mean, not mine. I love her. She has made some very bad choices this season, but I still love her and I still like kind of stand her in her own weird way. Do you think she's going to rebound next season? Oh yeah. I think she got that season two, you know, favorite housewife edit where they like make you the bad guy, you know, and Mm -hmm. then like, and then it'll be like Rinna. You know, where like everyone hated Rena and then everyone loved Rena, and now it's like everyone loves Rena. Yeah, and I'm interested, to- except for everyone who hates. Well, Rena. and I'm interested to see too how next season plays out. Well, I'm assuming they've probably already started, or they're going to start filming soon. No, they were filming because oh, Jenny that's was right, filming, that's right. And then they had to and cut it would her. Be interesting though cause- to see with Jen Shaw's trial and everything playing out on screen. And if, you know, when the guilty verdict gets dropped, will Heather change her tune or will she still be a ride or die? Yeah. I think that's, I think a lot of the guilty verdict gets dropped. That gives me the chills cash. Well, we're going to talk about that a little later on. Yeah. because Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Let me tell you about Miss Heather game. So Heather and Whitney, who's our other one of our favorite, you know, people on this franchise, they're third cousins. Okay. So they're not even first cousins. Like I thought they were first cousins, but that's just not. No, true. they're Mormon cousins where there's a third, a fourth, a fifth, and they're just, they're Mormon cousins. I know. You know, I feel like if I got my little genealogy books out that are in my cabinet, like I could trace myself back. Yeah. I think we're all related. I mean, if you have blonde hair, yeah, and blue exactly. Eyes, if you have blonde, well, yeah, if you have blonde hair, blue eyes, you are a descendant of Heather Gay. Yeah, a descendant of Heather Gay. Heather Gay just has ten million <laughs> kids running around with, with blonde hair and blue eyes. Okay, so Heather and Whitney are third cousins, and their common relatives are this guy named William Edward Robinson and his wife Jane. Chipman and I like that yeah. name, Jane Chipman. Is it's strong. is William Edward Robinson the one who was the chauffeur to Joseph Smith? Um, oh. no, 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 no. But I'm gonna get there. Don't you worry. You and your coupe glass will be listening <laughs> to all. I'm of trying that, to make okay? sure my ice isn't shaking in the mic. Oh, I know. I'm trying to. I really am trying. Like both of us really are. We heard your feedback loud and loud clear, and, clear. and almost. I'm trying not to touch my mic. You we heard are. it as loud and clear, almost as loud as our background noise. So we're no, literally. literally. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, but remember Angie, what happened to her? Okay. I think it was something to do with a divorce, which is like so annoying she got a divorce? Because, or no. You know, I would just, I don't I, know. I always do this. No, where I'm you're just making like, that up. Angie's getting a divorce. No. And it's like, I don't even know if she was married. No, to be she honest. was married. Because remember, they had the huge party for their um, child who was part of the LGBTQ community. And then Heather and Whitney dropped the bomb that they were on Angie's yacht in Mexico with her 
husband and Lisa's jealous of that relationship because Angie really has money and Lisa does not. Whoa. I, did I black out? Did I make, like, I don't, did I make that up? I swear. Honestly, like if you made that up, that's so <laughs> impressive and you need a job at Bravo immediately. No, I swear that that there was like a confrontation that happened. Anyway, so I'm sure somebody will let us know. <laughs> somebody will yeah. let us know. But in fact, Angie and Whitney are related, but Angie and Heather are not related. But doesn't that still, so you're saying related by blood because technically they would still be related. They're just not related by blood. Um, you know, that's a good question. Cause the whole family tree thing is just like super confusing, <laughs> but here's, here's the deal. Whitney is related to Angie through Whitney's third great grandparents who happened to be Angie's fourth great grandparents. You've lost me. All this to say, Angie and Heather are not related. Don't believe it. They're related. <laughs> Everyone's related. Everyone is a spawn of Heather. Exactly. Okay, I need a shirt. So like- I need a shirt that says that. I'm Heather Gay's descendant. <laughs> like I am Heather Gay's descendant. Or I'm a descendant of Heather Gay. I'm related. I love that. I'm related to the gay. <laughs> we'll be back after a quick break. Finding Ruby is the incredible true story of a 16-year-old tricked by a seemingly innocent Facebook message. A message that would lead her from the protection of the mountains to the nightmare of an online trafficking den. Her first message to me was like, Hi, are you looking for a job? Ruby is hidden from the world, from everyone except her abusers. But she isn't alone. There is a team of people looking for her, and they will stop at nothing to find her. This isn't just the fight of her life, it's their fight too. Search for Finding Ruby today. I'm related to the Mormon royalty. Okay, so speaking of, you asked, how was Heather like into all that money, right? Like the royalty. Is that what you asked? Uh, No, I was just asking if the the man you mentioned earlier was the famous grandpa who was the chauffeur. Oh, correct. No, but now we're going to learn about that. Okay, so Heather and her ex-husband, Billy, were married and they shared a very traditional Mormon marriage and they like totally loved each other. Well, actually, that's not true. (laughs) They had more of like a friendly Uh relationship. um, But when they did divorce, like Heather was allegedly devoted. And I can totally understand that, like. Of course you're devastated. Well, yeah, especially, and I think she talked about it in her first season that her life was her husband, her life was her kids and her marriage, and she had nothing else. And so think about the one, like the pillar, the foundation of your family being like, we're done. And you having nothing, you have no money, you don't have any, like you have nothing really. And I don't mean this in a condescending way, or, but you have nothing going on. Well, cause you just went yeah. from this whole identity to having to totally like figure out mm-hmm. what your new and life is. If that be. is not a perfect, what Heather, Heather Gay has gone through a perfect example of, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Oh my gosh. She's I, a rich bitch. You know, now. I just love her. I love she's her. She's a rich independent bitch. 
She really is. So her ex-husband, Billy, and her, when they separated, Heather and Billy agreed that Heather would have 100% physical custody Mm -hmm. of the kids, of the three girls, and 100% decision-making power over the girls. So that means she's 100,000 million percent. She has physical and Mm -hmm. legal custody of her girls, according to what I read. Okay. But the husband, the husband, Mm -hmm. Billy, he completely 100%, like without question, financially supports them. I would love to know. Okay. The financial situation there. Like, are we talking he's, you know, Southern California suburban rich? Are we talking your multi-million, like you're an heir, you have mailbox money or whatever Shep used to call it from Southern Charm? Yeah. Because I... the way she, like in, in the the townhouse she's living in, yes, it's beautiful, but it's very modest. And so it's unclear to me if if this is real wealth or if this is just suburban wealth, you know? Okay. Well, I think I can help you out. Okay. So just in one second before I get to Mm -hmm. that. Okay. Um, one of the ways that the husband financially has money is he actually has trademarked the phrase Mormon royalty. Okay. I'm sorry, but that can't be. It's not, it's not the main way of the income, but it's just, that's just the next bullet point on my list. I wasn't anticipating a question, so I didn't organize this very well. Okay. Um, okay. So this is why Billy and co was rich. He was rich because his grandfather was Howard Hughes's driver and henchman. Okay, that's, Do you know what a henchman is? No, but that's is? what I was talking about. The driver chauffeur thing. Yes, exactly. So it was of Howard Hughes. So allegedly, or like factually, I guess, how the like the family gay became rich is Howard Hughes actually left grandpa gay like a quote unquote huge portion of his estate. Uh. Okay, so do you know how much his estate was worth? Mm -mm. Howard Hughes? Mm -mm. Eleven billion dollars oh so he's he's rich rich yeah so okay. in a so chunk, if someone wait, says if you're saying a chunk of 11 billion that's at least a huge portion that's, that's at least a i couple. would say at least 20 mil no quote huge portion of 11 oh million, i thought you said 20 a chunk. million no um a huge portion I mean, even 20 million would be like, whoa, 11 billion. I mean, 11 billion dollars. Are we talking in today's money? Or are we talking in today's money in the other day's money? The so I bet days, I bet it was 2.5. billion. I bet they own a bunch of property. I, I bet that's where the money rolls in. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. There's no doubt about it. Wow. You go Heather. Um, yeah. So so that's where that money go- comes from. But Heather's actually very successful on her own with her beauty lab and laser, <gasps> which is now valued at over $20 million. Whoa. And so she's, with, she's in a partnership though, correct? 
unclear. Because when I, when they did that weird funeral, I know that woman showed up and it was her business partner. And so I wonder what, how they have it split. Is it a 60-40? Is it 50-50? Is it, because I would assume the lady that does the actual procedures would own more than what Heather owns. Unless Heather's like, yeah, unless she's the, the capital. Thing. Hmm. Which it seems like if you're related to a billionaire. And I want more of that. Like I, by way of, like, I know we got, exactly. I know we got a lot of that at the first season, but it's like, hello, like what, let's see the growth. Like where I felt like the season was a blur of just like BS. This season was <laughs> actually insane. Like a fever dream. No, you're right. Like you you're said. right. It was a hundred percent a fever dream. It, we got nothing from no one. Nothing from no one. We did get nothing. We nothing. Got, we ain't got from nothing no from no one. Nothing from no one. I mean, it's just crazy. It's crazy. Oh, and I would like to um, tell you if my internet is cutting out, it's because uh, my fiance is in the living room. And for some reason, when he's on his iPad, he has his iPad and the TV on. Yeah, because he's just, probably streaming yeah, on he's both. Just sucking the data and the Wi-Fi. <laughs> I know. He's like, you know what? I'm going to watch lots of videos. <laughs> and I'm not going to listen to or pay attention to while I play my video. No, exactly. Anyways. Exactly. Anyways. And I will let the dog bark. Okay. okay. No, we, we love, love him. him. We, we love, love him. him. Okay. Um. So here's where we're going to begin. As if we didn't already just begin. Here we are. We're sitting on the couch. We're watching all these women sit around in their weird dresses and that very awkward weird set. set with the hole in the middle. Yeah. It's literally a melting ice cap. Like it is what climate activists are talking of, like speaking of well, and advocating. Exactly. Against. It's like, that is not exactly like what we need to see. There's a war going on. Andy Where's Cohen. Greta Thunberg? Like get in there and protest. She's trying to get there. She was trying protest to get there. The set. She <laughs> tried to, so she did try from what I heard. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But yeah, Greta, get your ass over there. We can't be having this kind of shit. Not on no. our TVs. But from that very unethical set, Lisa Barlow screams, what about your DUI at Heather? I want to go back and watch it because I want to remember where, and it, it goes back to like what I was saying at the beginning of, of Lisa Barlow, just like having a complete mental, physical meltdown. I can't yeah. remember the what stemmed this or triggered this word vomit from her. You know why you can't remember, right? Why? Because it sucks. Because it was the absolute most boring <laughs> fucking episode on the planet. Okay. Okay. So then Heather responds, I don't have one. Look it up. Okay. Lauren looked it up. <laughs> and upon looking it up, Lauren found that Heather was arrested on July 1st, 2012 for driving under the influence. And this is all according alleged, which actually not Mm. really alleged confirmed, um, according to Utah court documents. So I would say it's just straight up there, um, obtained by the sun. Okay. How did we get into this position? I mean, a good Mormon gone bad. I mean, we've all been there. We've all had one too many drinks. Of course, we absolutely condone drinking and driving, especially in the day and age of ride shares, Uber. But I mean, I don't, I know everybody has had one too many glasses of 
alcohol and gotten into a vehicle. We'll be back after a quick break. Were you team Backstreet Boys or NSYNC? Britney or Christina? Simple Life or Newlyweds? With When They Popped, you don't have to pick a side because we're going to mention it all. When They Popped retells the stories of the late 90s and early 2000s biggest celebrities, trends, and phenomena like boy band mania, celebrity-based reality TV, and the rise of famous for being famous socialites. We'll unpack their rise to fame and uncover some facts you may have not known along the way. So throw up your away message and throw it back with us with When They Popped. Available wherever you stream your podcasts. Right. So it's like, let's not all. Yeah. I don't know what else to say other than like, don't Don't. do it. Take an Uber. But like also, Heather, this is said with love and no judgment, except for that. We did judge you that you were drunk. I mean, what the fuck? Make better. As an adult, though, that's what I'm like. As an adult, what are you doing with children? What are you doing? I know. Very judging. Yeah, children that you're 100% responsible for. Okay, anyway, don't drink and drive. It's fucking bad. Get an Uber. If you can't afford an Uber, one will be appointed to you by way of coupon code or literally even DM us. I'll pay for your fucking Uber. I don't care. Okay. So according to an officer, he saw Heather's car driving down the road in her 2004 Range Rover. I'm not sure what color it was, but I imagine Heather in the white. Oh, really? Rover. I think black. Okay. Yeah, really? Why black? Because she's in the snow. I don't think white, like you don't want a white car in the snow. You're so right as a person with a white car in the snow. It yeah. My me. grandma has, that's why my grandma drives a yellow car in the snow. Cause she fears the one day she, if she does in fact veer off the side that somebody will see her. Okay. <laughs> Your grandma's nuts, but that's a good idea. Oh my God. I, I told you what my grandma said, right? Yeah. No, we'll say, yeah. Okay. We'll say, we'll we'll not talk about that. That's That's Patreon. Patreon. Okay. So I picture her, she's driving down the street and I picture her just like rocking out to some tunes. Like it's late at night and Heather's feeling herself in her 2004 Range Rover, all divorced and hot AF. Okay. You know what this reminds me of? I have days. Where there was oh, a girl, no. she had to have been like 20 something years old, 20, maybe just 21. And her the defense attorney she hired, we were very amicable with one another and would joke around and stuff in court. Actually, and this is after him calling me sweet cheeks or whatever in court. Oh. Very healthy sugar. Yeah, that was a debacle. But anyways, oh his defense was he's like, come on, cash, like, let's give her a break. She's really young. Like she was just she went to brunch with her girlfriends and she was just driving down the highway, listening to Britney Spears toxic. And she, you know, it just, she got a little out of hand Yeah, and it just made me laugh. Cause that's how I picture Heather Gay is just listening to Britney yes. Spears jamming out. Exactly. Of, there before with like out of care in the world. No you're, care. You're just in the moment, but it was your windows are probably down and it's probably just like the right and you're kind of still sweaty from the club and you're like really hot, but like the wind is like making your hair all like pulled tight and cold. Like just amazing. But there's like nothing the best feelings a girl but could there's have. nothing more relatable than that. And having somebody tell me honestly of just, Hey, this is what she was doing. I was like, been there. Maybe minus the alcohol, been there, minus the that. alcohol, been there. <laughs> exactly. 
Um, okay, so the officer saw Heather's car swaying from side to swaying? side. Swaying? Swaying <laughs> from side to was side. That, okay, this is according to the Is that the, the word you used? Or you know, I didn't put a quotation mark. Is swaying a weird oh, yeah, word? Yeah, because that's your infer your your saying that I think this is from the well, police. You're report. saying the car was swaying. That means that the vehicle was in fact swaying. Yeah, down the road. No, that's swerving. You know, okay, maybe it was swaying, swaying from side to side. Swaying, you're inferring that the car was going back and forth, like on like its wheels, teeter tottering back and forth. Okay, so if if our theory is correct and Heather was rocking out to Britney Spears, I believe that that yeah, was that may have been correct. correct. Yeah. That was used. Yeah. Okay. So she was initially stopped for having no headlights on while driving this 2004 Range Rover, which is why I think that goes to support the fact that she was swaying <laughs> from side to side. Okay. So upon <laughs> upon the stop. The officer noticed that Heather's eyes were really glossy. Yeah, I'm sure they were. And there was an, I know, right? Like, <laughs> and there was an, everyone's eyes get glossy when they really start to belt out toxic. Like you can't help it. The power. You know, it is so funny though, when people, I guess like even when you were younger and you were trying to hide, maybe that you were, had a glass or two or a beer when you were under the age and you came home yeah and you're like there's no way yeah. my parents can tell oh my god and after doing multiple dui trials and after watching multiple hours of body cam and after doing ride-alongs it's like it is so obvious when somebody is impaired like so deeply obvious so can you tell can you tell that i'm a little yeah, impaired or no i mean i can't really see you but your eyes are a little bit droopy <laughs> Um, can you see where I am right now, by the way, my zoom you are background, in San Francisco. I came to the hood. I was like, I need to go say hi to my, my That's, girl. Yeah. So I went to your house. So gorge. Okay. So the officer was like, Heather, honey, you smell like alcohol. You smell like alcohol. Your eyes are glossy. Have you been drinking? Of course I've been drinking. I had a few sips with the friends at the club. And of course, as we all laugh and go, of course, of course, Heather didn't say that. Who would say that if you were pulled over by an officer and they said, have you been drinking? Would you ever say, yeah, I just went to the Mm -hmm. club. I'm turned. And I'm probably, you probably shouldn't do that. But But Heather did. That's very true to Heather Gay though. I know she's just so honest. So she did tell the officer, look, I did have a few sips with my friends at the local club. Uh, okay, good for her. But then she also freely gave up the information that she also has a prescription for Adderall. And according to the police report, this is a direct quote from the mm-hmm. officer that he wrote in the police report. Heather freely informed officers that she will take an Adderall pill in the evening if she wants to stay buzzed and awake to go out to a club or something else. Ooh, Heather. Oh, Heather. This isn't a bachelorette trip, honey. Heather's the type of gal that just like can't hold it in. And she just word vomits. No. It's like, yes, officer, I was drinking. This is what I consumed today. Here, take me in. I'm so sorry. 
Heather is the type of friend that after the body is buried, after the trial is had, you can tell the that you actually did yeah. the crime because if you told her before, she'd be like, uh, 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 and she'd like spill the beans, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Okay. But once one smart thing that, that Heather did do is she refused the breathalyzer test, which did buy her some time. Okay. So whenever you refuse the breathalyzer test, then the officers more likely than not gonna arrest you. Oh, and get a search warrant for your breathalyzer, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know Utah law, but in the state of California, you, if you get pulled over for DUI, there's what's called a field sobriety test where they walk you through multiple, you know, like the finger to nose, the walking the line. And then they also ask you for what is called a preliminary alcohol screening exam, which is voluntary. And they advise you that is voluntary. So when you're out in the field, you don't have to do it. And then they admonish you of whether or not you want to breathalyze or for your blood to be taken. And so she denied that. Then, yes, she would have to get a search warrant. Yeah. So that's when they they go, they take her or whoever her in this case um, down to the police station. And she had to submit to a test that tested her blood alcohol. Content. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it was blood. It had not it breath, has right? to be blood. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Wow, it has to be well, blood. Well, search warrant. I mean, you can't. A search warrant for your, the whole purpose of a search warrant is, you know, it's an invasion of somebody's personal privacy. You're, you're obtaining a specimen sample. I mean, breath, breath disappears. I... Blood specimen and having it. Yeah, it's very different. Two very, very different things. I was in denial about the whole, like, blood taking out of your arm thing. Because it's just. Yeah, so they have a, a nurse come and do it. Oh, thank God. Yeah. It has to be a registered nurse. Oh my God. (laughs) Okay. So after they took Heather's blood and they tested it, um, they found that she had a blood alcohol content of Mm 0.06 in California. The legal limit is 0.08. Correct. But we've stated this on prior podcasts. There are two different elements of drinking and driving or two different code sections for drinking and driving in the state of California. One is driving under the influence and two is driving under the influence with a blood alcohol level of a 0.08 or higher. So you can still be arrested and prosecuted and charged with DUI if you are deemed by a jury to be found under the influence. And so there are experts out there that have testified that a blood alcohol level of a 0.05 is enough for a person to be impaired for purposes of driving. So we, that's, I, didn't I have know gotten that. guilty verdicts on 0.07s before because they oh, were wow. so impaired for purposes of driving that it was evident based on like the body cam, the officer's testimony, that they were too impaired to be operating a motor vehicle. And so here, if you had a wow. combination of a 0.06, she was most likely falling, which means her blood yeah. alcohol probably at the time of the stop was maybe a 0.08. Um, mm-hmm. And then by the time she got to the station, it had fallen from to a 0.06. But then if you have this combination mm-hmm. of amphetamines or, you know, benzodiazepines, whatever, it can affect the, I think it's like the metabolites and the way that your body metabolizes the alcohol. Just, huh. Yeah, it, you could go on for. T- Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. 
My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It's about this, but... You sound so smart. <laughs> I mean, not that you don't always sound smart, but I'm like, wow, metabolize, breathalyze. Um, okay. So she also tested positive for amphetamines, which is like, duh. She just told yeah. everyone that she was on Adderall. Okay. However, all like these news reports that I was mm-hmm. reading were saying like Heather had um, a blood alcohol content of 0.06 and tested positive for amphetamines. And it's like, okay, sounds scary to say things amphetamines, like amphetamines, yeah. but but can we all realize that that's like a fucking Adderall? Like that's like a lot of people are on amphetamines and um, it's not methamphetamines. And also, even if it was methamphetamines, that's also like a form of Adderall, I think. Now, meth, on the other hand, is a whole different ballgame, right? Yeah. And it's like when I used to see like in my early stages of working as a prosecutor, whenever I would see, you know, MDMA. I'm like, whoa, that sounds like that's intense. I'm like, oh wait, that's ecstasy. Like that's Molly. And you not to say not to discount that those are, those are hard drugs, but it's just like this misconception of like amphetamines mixed with methamphetamines. And yeah. Yeah. It's like, they use these scary words. I mean, they are scary. Like it shouldn't, people shouldn't be taking these without I mean, you should not be taking ecstasy or Molly at all, but you should only be taking Adderall if it's prescribed to you. 1,000%. You probably should not be mixing it. I don't think you're, I've never had a prescription for Adderall, but I'm pretty sure you can't, uh, you're not supposed to drink it with alcohol, I would assume. And also you definitely shouldn't be driving (laughs) on alcohol and (laughs) Adderall mixed together. And (laughs) And most importantly, I don't think you should be at the club. You know, I don't think you should be at the, you club. should be go organizing home. a drawer at your house. Go Exactly. Go home, organize a drawer. Okay. By the way, like, sorry, one more sidebar. People probably hate this. I got a new vacuum today and on Life my welly bee. Oh my God. I vacuumed everything. The radiators behind the radiators, between the radiators, under the refrigerator, behind the refrigerator. I'm obsessed. And that's how you, so go do that. That's how you you medicate properly. You know, that's how you utilize your medication. Exactly. Properly doctor for years. And I'm assuming that's doctor approved. So yes, because she did say I have a prescription for it. So (laughs) we can obviously only take her word for the truth. She's never lied. Yes, correct. Yeah. Okay, so she pled not guilty 
which as we've learned in previous episodes means that she gets herself a little trial. <laughs> um, and <laughs> she filed a motion to suppress evidence mm-hmm. in that trial. And she, well, no, 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 that just cause you plead guilty doesn't mean you necessarily are going to try. I mean, you may have to go to trial, but it is just you enter not a guilty, not guilty plea. Mean? Yeah. If you enter a not guilty plea at arraignment, that is very, 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 very normal. I would say uh, almost hundred percent of the time you're entering a not guilty plea. Um, so could you not get a, a trial then? Yeah. So you could go through the pre-trial phase and so uh-huh. they'll set pre-trial conferences. So you could have maybe two, three, four conferences where, you know, evidence is exchanged, discovery, you go through, you look at whether or not you have potentially a case. And, and I'm speaking from the perspective of a defense attorney, you see if you have a case and you look and weigh the evidence and you talk to your client, you're like, Hey, this could be a triable case or, Hey, I think the best option for you is to take the offer presented by the prosecution and just get this done with and enter a plea. Yeah. So you can always change your plea at a pretrial. As we saw with, uh, all of Jen Shaw's alleged former friends. We'll get to that. Um, Okay. So, um, that's the information that you should know, not what I said, but what I will say is true. What? Oh, what I was going to say is the motion to suppress thing is very, very interesting. So she filed a motion to suppress, which is very normal. If you think there's like at any time an unlawful search and seizure, um, if you think there's, and what does that mean? So if you think there's a violation of your fourth amendment rights, meaning, you know, they unlawfully detained you, they unlawfully arrested you, they didn't have probable cause to arrest you. And in this case, she's arguing, Hey, the search warrant that you issued for my blood was related to alcohol. So they're saying mm-hmm. what was articulated in the police report was only for somebody who was under the influence of alcohol, not somebody who was under the influence of methamphetamines or amphetamines. And so I don't know if this mm-hmm. is just a Utah issue um, or if this was just like a very broad sweep of like she was just trying to file a motion just to file one. But in California, mm-hmm. if you get your blood taken, you get your blood taken. And if it shows you got methamphetamines, it shows you got benzodiazepines, like that's what happens. Like I mean, it's it. kind of like, is it considered plain sight? No, 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 because you're, you're no, no, because the search warrant's being written for driving on under the influence and driving with a 0.08 or higher. And so, mm. you know, the officer's citing, there's probable cause to believe that this person's impaired for driving. And so if your blood is coming back and saying, Hey, look, not only is there alcohol, but there's also all these other types of drugs. And that's why it was denied. So I'm assuming, I'm assuming. No, you're right. It was denied. Um, which I mean, like you said, was a weird thing anyway. So we kind of figured so weird. So, yeah. Um, but basically like a motion to suppress means you can't let they don't want to let any of the evidence relating to that test to come in to the trial or. Yeah. So the motion, a motion to suppress is just, they're going to say what they're going to, they want to, they want the judge to find that there was an unlawful search in um, with the search warrant. So if it was to be granted, then the, the blood draw is thrown out. And so if you throw that right. blood draw out, it's like, what kind of evidence does the state then have to continue prosecuting this case? Really nothing. Right. And so they would most likely have to dismiss. Right. 
but hers was denied. Her um, charge was reduced to reckless driving. So I will say, okay, let me finish the sentencing. Her, her thing was result, uh, reduced to reckless driving. She was sentenced to 180 days, 178 of the 180 days were suspended and the remaining two days were allowed to be completed via community service. She was also required to pay a $600 worth of fines. And she had to serve 364 days of probation and attend a live mad victim impact panel. The mothers against Mm -hmm. truck driving. So I think Lisa was right. Uh, Exactly. So when Lisa said like, oh, you have a DUI and she's like, no, I don't look it up. It's like both of them were right because yeah, she had a DUI and yeah, was reduced to reckless driving. Yeah. And reckless. Are you sure it was reckless or was it a wet yes. and reckless? And the internet said, so reckless. that's interesting. Cause those are two very different things. I mean, reckless driving yeah, is you're ripping was... down the freeway, going in and out of the lanes of traffic without a care in the world. Well, when your ex-husband's a billionaire and I'm sure you have like the best lawyers <laughs> that Salt Lake city has to do, like it's reckless. Well, driving. And when the judge is probably your great grandpa, like, I know exactly. Can we just talk about the sentence here really quick? 180 days with yeah. 178 suspended is wild. You guys, a reckless driving in the state of California would be, you wouldn't even get, I don't even think you would get charged with it. Let's just say in this day and age, a wet and what reckless, is, you're not going to jail at all. You're going, you're when you're, what is a hundred? What is 178 suspended? So mean? that means she sentenced to 180, 178 suspended. So she, that means the judge is requiring her to serve two days, which she probably already had for credit for time served. So if she were to violate uh, any term of probation within that 364 days, she would then, ha- I mean, not always, this isn't always the case. She could have then been sentenced outright to the remaining 178 days. So they use it kind of as this, like threat of, hey, we're giving you this opportunity to rehabilitate, to get shit aligned and right in your life. But if you mess up and you uh-huh. violate probation for whatever probation terms were in place and you come back in front of me, you best believe I'm yeah. sentencing you to 178 days in custody. It's oh, really wow. smart because it's a really strong deterrent. You know, it's because a lot right, of, and it's a good way to give people a chance. Yeah, and a lot of people who aren't criminals who you know, because I feel like DUIs are like a very, and I don't, I don't want this to come off wrong. We're like not very criminal, like your normal. You know, your grandma could get a DUI, and so it's a right. lot of just like normal everyday people. Would you would you say more a more mainstream crime? Mainstream or just um more equal I guess opportunity yeah equal opportunity crime. <laughs> you know and so you're getting these people who are freaking the fuck out because they're pulled over by a police officer they're sitting in custody for 12 hours you know and then right. you have a judge saying hey if you mess up like you're getting and so it's a it's a very good deterrent for members of the community who actually contribute to this community you know yeah well good for her. for her i mean might not work for a hardcore criminal. <laughs> right. I mean, if you count someone, we'd have a different conversation, but 
um, or unalived <sighs> someone. Okay. So here's what I want from Heather after learning all this. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of need Heather to like, we saw, she's like, oh, listen, I'm no longer a Mormon. So I will be drinking and partying. Mm-hmm. Great. I support that. I love it actually. And watching it is entertaining for me. And I think she's a good fun person to be drunk with. I do need to see her do some, uh, mothers against drunk driving or something <laughs> like activism, because I feel like now that we know this, like, you know what I mean? Like even Luann went to that, <laughs> that school and was like, you're going to be a model once you lose. Okay. Well, Luann and Heather Gay are two very different people. Luann went on a drunken rampage, beat up a police officer and was charged with a felony. I know, but wouldn't it be fun to see Heather? Like, It would be fun to see Heather address this. Like this is somewhat salacious. Like I would love to see. I mean, she's been called out. I need to see her do something. With yeah. It. You want, you want some community service. It sounds like. I want some community service. You know what? Make it fun. Have all the girls over yeah. to do that thing that you did with the officers where you get progressively more drunk and you take oh, the Do that. Oh my God. It'd be so you funny. You know how fun that would be to Is watch? It bad? I was going to say like organize a 5k. Okay. I would never <laughs> do that. And neither would they. Honest to God, Cash. If I ever got arrested for drunk driving and you were like, you need to organize a 5k to redeem yourself. I would just not do that. I could never do that. Did you take the 178 days in custody? Yes. I wouldn't even hesitate. I would ask you guys. And that is take the full one. That was my mom like channeling. I felt like that was like a Heather Dubrow with her mom sitting at the dinner table where you're like, I'm not my mother. And then it was just like this wave of my mom does shit like that. I'm like, Hey, we're not going to have Thanksgiving dinner until everybody hikes a mountain with a weighted vest. (laughs) Does your fiance know what he's getting? No, 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 no. We haven't. We've never talked about that Turkey trot. All right, girl, get don't tell him till February of next year. No, okay? We've never talked about that turkey truck. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Um moving so on. So in our last, we're gonna our last hot topic at the debrief is we're gonna give you guys a little Jen Shaw update. So as everyone knows, Jen Shaw was supposed to be headed to trial at about 10. I think it was the second, right? It was supposed to be last week. Mm. And so yeah. her uh-huh. trial was continued as we all, and when I say all, me and Lauren. Figured because there's just so much discovery. Um, mm-hmm. We've said on prior podcasts, there was like a million documents mm-hmm. for defense counsel to go through. And I don't think that was enough time. And so um, they had continued the trial the July 11th of 2022 because of a few outstanding mm-hmm. issues that they cited because there was, I don't know if this made mainstream news. I mean, Lauren and I are obviously abreast of it because we look at the docket, but Mm-hmm. Jen Shaw did this really weird thing. And I don't know because I've never been on the defense side, but she issued a subpoena to all the other co-defendants or the co-conspirators in the case for like work product, the attorney's communications with the government, you know, impeachment evidence, inculpatory or sorry, exculpatory evidence. Like, and that is just, I don't know if I'm like so blind to this, but that is abnormal from my perspective, because there are government, not government, there are penal code sections that govern criminal discovery. 
Um, and the discovery is to flow through the prosecution. Mm-hmm. And so that's why now you're seeing Sue Chain's attorney, other attorneys coming through and saying, hey, we're putting, we want the court to put a stop to the subpoena. And so it's called what it's what's called a motion to quash. And so you have this opportunity if, you know, you as an entity or as a person receive a subpoena, you can come back and say, I don't want to produce anything. And you need court intervention of like, here are the reasons why. Mm -hmm. And I want to just like read some excerpts because I don't know if you're privy to this because I did this little research on my own. Oh, I love that. You guys. So not only of the subpoenas, right? So the subpoenas are asking, like I said, for all of that information, but there. So during the pretrial phase, like when you're leading up to trial, you have what are called motion in limines. And so these are these motions that are brought by either party to allow or to exclude certain types of evidence. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's usually the defense saying, hey, look, I want to exclude this statement or this type of evidence because it could be overly prejudicial, right? Yeah. So there are, so the government had written, so I'm just going to go over like the rules of evidence really quickly, just very, very brief. (laughs) So there's a rule of evidence where the court can exclude relevant evidence if the probative value is substantially outweighed by a danger of one or more of the following. So most often not unfair prejudice, right? The prosecution can't bring in certain evidence because it's going to make a defendant look poorly in front of the jury. And it's just not fair. Um, Another one could be Mm -hmm. confusing issues, misleading the jury, undue delay, wasting time, blah, blah, blah. And probative, probative, uh, means like high value, uh, like finding something that's actually like mm-hmm. important to this trial. Yes. And so a yeah. lot of times, like to put this in like a lay person's perspective is. So a lot of times really what defendants try to exclude is evidence about themselves, right? Like personal moral yeah. character, a person's character, character, evidence, character. So I think like from a, and you, I don't, we learned about this obviously in law school. And I think it's confusing sometimes like as an outsider of, or a lay person, when you're watching a criminal trial, that's public, you're like, what the heck? Like, why wasn't that person yeah. found guilty? Like, it, obviously it's clear this person was like engaged in like this. Casey thing. Anthony. Yeah. But then you forget, yeah. you forget of all of the stuff that happens before a trial and all of the things that are excluded and cannot be presented to a jury. Like a perfect example, Casey Anthony. There are things that the jury can't hear about her that we as the public know. And we're, we as the people like the court of public opinion have found her to be guilty, but they exclude that because it's overly prejudicial to the defendant. Well, and they sequester Uh the jury in a lot of these so that like, like I think in Casey Anthony, and I don't know if you know this, I believe that they were, that the jury members were put up in hotel rooms And they weren't allowed to have like their phones or computers or anything. And they had no TV and no Mm -hmm. phone in the room because they could not be influenced by anything outside. So they literally don't know the things that we know. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things really that the defendants try to do, and of course, this is just a general overview of the rule of evidence. Like there's so many exceptions to it, as we learned when we studied for the bar. Um, so all five times, baby, an exception. So evidence of a person's character or character trait is generally not admissible 
to prove that a particular right. occasion, the person acted in accordance with that character trait. Right. So like say I'm a habitual car steal, like I steal cars just because I've, or I, you know, that I've stolen cars before in the past and then I happen to get right. caught and now I'm on a jury trial. Like, um, generally you couldn't use that, but, but there are certain examples of how, when you can use it and it could be used, for example, proving motive, opportunity, intent, preparation, plan, knowledge, identity, absence of mistake or lack of accident. So it's like, yes, you may not have been able to use the fact that I stole vehicles in the past, but mm-hmm. you can use it to prove, you know, motive, intent. You can use it for other right. So that you intended to do it again. So yeah bringing this back to Jen Shaw, right? Mm-hmm. So Jen Shaw's opposing. So the government had brought these motions in limine saying, Hey, we want access to your financial records and we want access to your tax returns. And we want to be able to present this to the jury to show. Uh-huh. And so the government's saying it should be allowed to admit evidence that shows Jen Shaw exercise control over the discretion of the criminal proceeds of the telemarketing scheme by engaging in transactions using fraud, proce- fraud proceeds and directed others to spend criminal proceeds on expenses related to telemarketing fraud and her own personal expenses. So the government says that this is relevant to Jen participating in the telemarketing fraud and laundering money, providing that defendant that Jen Shaw controlled the disposition of the fraud proceeds. And that, which means she like, she's like the leader uh, was in charge of where they were where the money uh-huh. went. And so, I and mean, the evidence that Jen Shaw's motive and intent to commit the charged crimes. So the government alleges that Jen and other co-conspirators spent money so quickly after like receiving this fraudulent money, you know, from these elderly victims yeah. that it's probative of her intent to defraud. It, it's like those parties that she had, that it was like absolutely oh, unreasonable <laughs> that she had. Oh, so. So basically in summary, what the government's saying is really they're wanting to focus on Jen's spending habits as if it finds her spending to be like her spending to be so highly probative that it's indicative of her motive to engage in this type of conduct. And because basically she was living beyond her means, right. And spending more than she could ever afford, because as we've all asked, how is she affording this on a coach Shaw budget? Right. Right. Exactly. And so they said, this is in quotes coordinator Shaw. Coordinate, I know you would love to correct that. This is a quote from the government's motion in limine. Jen Shaw's spending habits and need to finance her expensive lifestyle provide necessary conduct context for the defendant's conduct, which would appropriately be viewed as shockingly brazen as an important factor that the jury should be permitted to consider in assessing the defendant's intent. So they're saying she's so oh. reckless in her spending. And of course, mm-hmm. so, and one of the things that the government wants to rely on is her spending on housewives. Yeah, and this, for sure. And lavish, she just bought diamonds. And this lavish lifestyle. And Jen Shaw's coming back and saying, no, 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 no. Because Jen Shaw's whole argument is, look, the government's tr- clearly trying to evoke some type of, you know, emotion and prejudice in the jury by introducing this luxurious spending habit, right? And they're saying that the only way that this this evidence could really only be prejudicial and there's no way it could be any type of high value or probative. Right. Right. And so (laughs) there's so many funny quotes. I actually invite you to go read the docket because it's hilarious. They're like, um, 
I'll put it on the website. Yeah. And so it says if the government wants to introduce Jen Shaw's tax returns, the government must show that the income it alleges was not reported. In fact, the income that was not reported was in fact, as, uh, came from fraud, right? And it didn't come from Coach Shaw. Mm-hmm. And so the government show, must show that the money was in fact, or the money that Jen Shaw was in receipt of and spent was indeed that of fraud and not income derived from some other source. And so Jen Shaw's attorney literally says the government has to prove that the items that they're alleging are luxurious in quality, like she's living beyond her means through the evidence of the show. They have to prove that what she's wearing is one, not fake, two, that she owned it and then she owned it and the money that she used to buy it was a result of the fraud. And three, um, oh God, now I, I lost my train of thought. I just lost well they probably also subpoenaed all her bank records so they could match up the things that she bought with the bank records Mm. like to be like oh yeah she did okay good you remembered the other thing was or and they must prove that it wasn't on loan because there's a legitimate quote i wish i had it this is me paraphrasing but it was something along the lines of like that the the products that she was wearing were on load as a res- you know, because there are designers that are like just clawing at Jen Shaw, like desperate to have her wear their pro- her products on TV, <laughs> right? Like that poor guy who's like still in therapy after she like completely verbally assaulted him. And so this is oh that was God. just a brief snippet of like what's happening right now. And there's so many pre-trial like pre-trial motions, prepping for trial is going to be crazy, and so. It will be interesting to see how the judge rules and what evidence he does allow in. Um, I think it is a far stretch for the government to say, hey, her spending, her living a luxurious lifestyle is indicative of somebody that commits fraud. I think that's a stretch. I think you have to prove, you know, hey, look, like she was engaging in this type of behavior to funnel her, like to basically feed this lifestyle. Or I think that they could try the approach that the people who are um, coming after uh, the Girardis where they're like, no, they were reinvesting the money into these luxury items as a way to conceal cash. So I bet you that the judge or the government then is going to say, okay, prove to us. Yeah. Give us the, we'll have them authenticated. Yeah, have exactly. it authenticated. Show us the receipts that that Louis Vuitton outfit or that entire Louis Vuitton suit was was fake. fake or on rental or on loan. Yeah, that's a problem. Like the receipts don't lie. Yeah, the actual spending yeah. receipts. Um. So crazy. I think we're just waiting on two two orders from the judge. One for the subpoena. Mm-hmm. Where like they qu- were trying to quash uh, getting the stuff from Stu Chains's attorney, and I think there was a prior. I saw a prior prior order from the judge relating to a, one of these because there were multiple motions to quash that were filed, and he had previously yeah. denied or granted the motions to quash. And oh, so it's going. I wonder if he's going to grant all of them or or what's going to happen. But because I know there is a pending motion to quash with ABC right now. Yeah. So actually, and I think something that is, I feel like misconstrued on social media is that this is Jen's motion to quash the footage. 
Um, but Jen actually subpoenaed the no, it's ABC's stuff. motion to quash. Right. Because Jen subpoenaed from ABC a whole bunch of stuff. Basically, she wanted every single thing yeah. related to that documentary, The Housewife mm-hmm. and the Shaw Shocker. And ABC's uh, one of the reporters was like, uh, absolutely not. Like, please don't make us comply, because if we did comply with the subpoena and we did produce everything related to the housewife and the Shaw Shocker, it would diminish um, the reputations of the journalists because it would require providing sources. Uh, I disagree with that. I think that she has a right to a fair trial. And I think that she has the right to confront witnesses. And if the Uh prosecution will rely on statements that were used um, during that ABC interview or witnesses, then she has a right to confront those witnesses. But I mean, I doubt there's, excuse me, I doubt there's any like evidence that's going to weigh in favor of Jen to use in her defense. Like it's all going to be inculpatory evidence. Right. And the other thing I would say is like, if we're going to sit here and like, let's just like weigh the burdens here of the subpoena being either granted or quashed, Mm -hmm. like who do we care more about? The potential damage maybe to a reporter's reputation, Mm -hmm. maybe, or that another woman is on trial facing, you know, 20 plus. Years. Yeah, I would. I, well, and I also read too, that ABC was making the objection that it was like an overly voluminous request or subpoena. It was overly right. broad. And it's like, sure, you can make mm-hmm. that, but there's only a certain amount of records that exist. Like the, the it's, it's not like put them on a, flash yeah, I'm drive. sorry. Put them on it's a hard not drive. some 20 year investigation. ABC news has been doing, they've been doing it for the last 12 months. Let's get real. And so I, it, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what the court does with that. I wouldn't be surprised if they order them to produce the documents, but TBD. I kind of hope, I kind of hope they do, but we find out that next Friday, March 18th. So hopefully we have like a good update. Salacious. Oh my God. That's that was my word. so good. Word. Well, I've said that. I think I've said it like, what? I think I've said salacious like 12 times. Good for you. That's a good vocab. And I word. do apologize to everybody that is listening the, about the Wi-Fi if it is cutting out. I'm so sorry. And if you heard any of the ice in my cup, like also, so I've been sorry. drinking like this. I know you. I know you are making me laugh. I was trying to lean back as far as I could. <laughs> I didn't want to like accidentally make a weird mouth noise or something. So funny. Well, I think that do you have, I think that wraps up our debriefing that we were going to do. I think we'll probably come back and do one of our normal debriefings next, next week. week, giving you guys a little update uh-huh. because there was a sentencing in the Jesse Smollett case. Oh yeah. And we exactly. have had a request that somebody wants us to do like a reaction video to it. So yes, Mr. Or Mrs. Smith was like, please we may, I don't know. I don't know what to do. So we'll, maybe we'll do a reaction video for the pod or for the Patreon. And then we'll do like a full recap of the sentencing. Cause I have seen yeah. some news articles and it has been interesting. Some of the things that have been said by him are vocalized. Oh my God. I'm so, so excited. Yeah. Let's do that this week. Yeah. So we'll do that. Um, but before we wrap up, do you have any criminal behaviors? Yes. I actually do have a criminal behavior and this goes to a Kardashian related <gasps> I person. Hope it's not mine. 
It's I hope it's not okay. yours either. Okay. M- mine's in the outline. So mine goes directly to Chris Jenner and her mega church that has a membership fee of $1,000 per <gasps> month and requires a tithing for members of 10% of their total. Wait, what is this church called? It's called a uh, California community oh, church which, very, with all C's very community based. Exactly. Cali- so it's a 501 C three. And I don't know if we should do another episode on this Maybe. later because I'm like fascinated by this, but you know how they have that Kardashian closet where they sell all their used clothes like that they got for free to a bunch of people who can't afford them. (laughs) And they're all, Oh, it gets donated to charity. Well, the charity they donate it to is Chris Jenner's church, the 501 C three. So that's my criminal behavior is Chris Jenner's stupid fucking church with the stupid fucking membership fee. Greedy, greedy. How do they have a membership fee to attend a service? Or do you think the membership oh, fee church, is- churches do all kinds of shit? Like, you know, like well, cults and yeah. stuff. Like they really get you. I'm gonna there. have to do more research on it. That's a great criminal behavior. And I'm going to piggyback off Thank that. You. Because we do did it. briefly discuss this on the Patreon, and it was Kim Kardashian's statement that women just need to get up and fucking work. And it is not really necessarily Kim K's comment, but it's more of Courtney Kardashian's um oh my god agreement to what Kim had said and said, yeah. It's like, shut the fuck up, oh Courtney. Like, Kim yelled at you two years ago because you're so fucking lazy. Like, who are you? Kim yelled at you, you two guys, years ago. You, you, you guys it. got a physical fight over it. Like, no, you really remember. Each other. And it was just, it was. Chloe had to wash the walls of the spray I tan. everybody to go watch the clip because there is nothing. And this is like kind of a criminal, another criminal behavior. But when women overdraw their lip, like. I can oh. see that that's not where uh-huh. your lip line begins. Right. Exactly. And go, it's very, go obvious. watch the video of Kim Kardashian talking. You can see it goes up above, like well beyond her lip line. And it was just, it reminds me of like drinking too much Kool-Aid or something, you know, and you'd get that funny mustache. Of yeah. Pink. It's just, it bothered me so much when she said it because, <laughs> and did you see the tweet that came out in response to, Kim K's comment and it was no. somebody, well, it was which somebody one? who there said I used to be an editor for Kim Kardashian's app and I used to make like dog shit money uh couldn't even afford gas could barely afford my groceries could barely afford my bills but hey like thanks Kim K for the advice you know and it's like yeah. lest we not forget the women that are waking up who have families that are working two to three jobs and can barely make it by especially in this day and age with um, inflation and gas being Six seventy five oh in the God. city, seven dollars. Shut yeah. up! Oh, I'll send you a photo. Six sixty three, technically. My sister said it went over yeah. seven the other yeah. day in Orange County, and then you know and sh- so that made like, my stomach it, hurt. It's just like it was a a comment that was poorly. I get what she was trying to say, but it's like nobody needs that from you. No, I I don't even want to give her that credit because it's like you know what? Fuck off! You're literally being sued by your former employees <laughs> for underpaying them. So you can just take a stick and shove it up your ass. Also, I'm kind of grossed out by the whole Pete Davidson, Kim Kardashian at all. But wow, we're a Kardashian hater club today. No, as I'm like, why they're doing wait, that. As I'm like preparing for their new show to premiere on Hulu. 
Yeah, I know. Well, that's exactly what I'm thinking with the whole Pete Davidson thing, because when she broke up with Kanye and now everyone's like, what the fuck? Like, how did her and Pete get together? And it's like, how long have we been wondering this? And then she says like last week, oh, um, don't worry. We're going to show you in the next season, everything that you've ever wanted to know about me and Pete. And it's like, great. Guess I'm fucking tuning in, even though I just spent (sighs) 15 minutes blasting her and telling her to shove things up. As I'm sitting here bitching about gas prices being high, I guess I'll pay $57. Oh, no, I'm sorry, $75 for my Hulu live commercial free subscription. Um, Lest we (laughs) not discredit the fact that you spent how much on some good American (gasps) jeans with overnight shipping that didn't come on time? I will say, though. Because this is the second time I've paid for overnight shipping and the pants have not arrived on time, but I communicated with their team and they, somebody, somebody emailed me and they're like, I'm so sorry for that. Reimburse me immediately. And my pants came the next day. God. Yeah. Yeah. I will say I I actually. Yeah. Because they probably sent Kim's underpaid worker like by foot (laughs) to go drop them off. I swear that they like probably have like tunnels real. throughout the state of California for all their businesses, you know, where they just like mule people. Yes, a thousand percent. Like, you know how in New York they have those underground systems that, like used to be subways that like turned into speakeasies. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there's a whole that whole system down there. I, this is so off base, but underneath the uh, subway system is the other subway system of like tunnels and everything. And there's a whole community. Oh, I thought that was just Seattle. Of- no, there's a whole community of people who live down there and they have like their own like, hierarchy. I, but Are they the rats? In the words of a Kardashian Bible. No, they're people. Okay, for real. we're going to have to get into this later. We're getting into this offline. I don't believe you. We'll, I don't we'll believe get you. into that on the you. Patreon. Okay, you guys. Speaking of Patreon, uh, shout out again to our VIP patrons, Classic Sky Tops, uh, Mr. or Mrs. Smith and CK please go give us a five star absolutely rating. it feels good to be back i feel like we've taken some breaks on the main feed i do apologize life gets in the way but we are back we will be dropping Fine. some episodes next week so stay some collabs yes, coming at stay you. tuned thank you guys for listening like lauren said like subscribe whatever you do five stars and promote. go donate the link in our bio Direct yeah, relief. Get up off Both your asses. Put your money get up there. off your asses and work. You know, <laughs> donate. Actually, instead of <laughs> instead of prescribing to our it's whoa. Instead of subscribing to our Patreon, get off your asses, work for the money you would have given <laughs> to our Patreon, and double it to direct relief. Yes, amen to that. Okay. All right, we're adjourned, bitches. Adjourned. See you guys later. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.